what's good people welcome to the rod hannah show my very own personal playground for hot takes thoughts sports thoughts life thoughts anything you want welcome to my podcast but uh we're gonna jump into it and react to the bears playoff loss the bears lose to the saints 21 to 9 and the saints move on and the bears lose in the super wild card round first thoughts the Bears are exactly what we thought they were. The defense did a good job. I thought they held the Bears in. They kept the Bears in this game. Uh, forced turnovers. Held the Saints to 21 points. And, you know, in a playoff game, that's held them to seven points in the first half. The Bears offense came up with three points in the first half, and that was off of a Bears defensive turnover. You know, Mitch, as much as Mitch Trubisky looks you know, decent in a short passing game. Uh, pretty ball on that deep ball, Wims, that uh, Wims dropped, you know, hit him in a really bad spot right in his hands. But, you know, that happens. You know, that's part of the game. You know, there there going to be drops, you know, some guys going to run the wrong routes. How do you bounce back from that? How does your, your offense look? The Bears running game was non-existent today. David Montgomery gets 12 carries for 31 yards. You know, that's a 2.6 average. This long today was six yards. That's the longest run of the day for uh, David Montgomery. You know, not to his fault, but the offensive line got dominated today. And the Saints definitely earned their their top, their fourth, I think they're fourth in the league in a rushing defense. And they definitely showed it today against the Bears. Where do you go with that? I don't know. Maybe it's play calling. Maybe you just have a, you know, you're devoid of talent there. You know, you got a bunch of undrafted and six and seven rounders on that offensive line and Cody Whitehair, your only top drafted lineman up and a Fetty who's a failed top draft pick but you know got cut by a team because he wasn't good enough and he's out there playing for you the thing about the Bears is that Bears fan lifelong pretty much my whole life of sports but the problem that I keep coming back to is the way the entire team is built. A lot of that falls on the GM, Ryan Pace. You know, this isn't, not going to blame the McCaskies. You know, I'm not going to blame ownership. Spent money. They have, you know, they, they signed Khalil Mack to the largest contract in, you know, NFL history when it got, when he got signed and they've given players money. So it's not that it's, you look right at the, your president, Ryan Pace, look at his failed draft picks. You look at his failed free agency signing. You look at him completely just ignoring the offensive line and having no identity. And then you bring Matt Nagy in here, and Matt Nagy wants to throw the ball over the yard and what he learned in Kansas City under Andy Reid. And it just didn't translate to the talent that you had here. So the two, the, the relationship between Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace is a complete mismatch think that it starts there and you end up in this cycle trying to blame one or the other you know who's who's that blame and for this season I think all the blame has been on Matt Nagy I think definitely in the fan base you've kind of seen it in sports media a little bit lately Matt Nagy benched Trubisky when when he was or three and oh as a starter and um benched him in the Atlanta game put in his guy foals and held Mitch back and then the offense fell apart and then Mitch comes back and Mitch is this great quarterback against horrible defenses some of the worst not horrible some of the worst bottom five defenses in the league and Mitch is the savior and all that Mitch came out with this idea to put Cole Komet in and he wants to call the plays the bootleg plays and then getting him out and on the move and stuff like that you know but it's a limited offense and I think you see that you see that a lot um against the better teams you know Green Bay it took them you know what five seconds to di- diagnose it and dominate us twice uh second game we were more competitive but uh, the ceiling 
on that offense is is low and the ceiling on your quarterback is low and overall the team is low because defenses fail this is what happens you know defenses have a hot one season or two seasons um you go back to tampa bay back in the day you go back to baltimore dominant defenses have a run in them one to two years two to three you know at the most and then Players, young players who are, aren't getting paid that much want to get paid. Uh, people get older, people get hurt. If you're constantly not supporting them on offense, they're out in the field all the time, so they're make, having to make plays all day. And eventually you get run down, and eventually the dam breaks. And maybe one of the things that hurt the Bears the most is Vic Fangio leaving. So maybe he was really the coach of the year when Matt Nagy won it in 2018 because Chuck Pagano is a great coach has a great you know great history in the nfl um as a defensive coordinator too speaking of baltimore but the drop off in that defense is extremely noticeable and no longer this dominant super bowl defense and when that happens you know you weight gets pushed on the offense so and matt Nagy comes in got this pedigree he's the offensive play caller from kansas city he's this whiz kid he's andy reed's best coaching prospect he comes in the city and we're expecting great things you know 2018 got everybody fired up bears are 12 and 4 we had club dub going on we had this swag about us bears were it the, the arrow pointed up but since then 2019 big big disappointment eight and eight finish no playoff and 2020 the covid bears we're gonna have all excuses in the world for this season there's 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 and some of them are definitely legit can't just say that they're, they're not legit um it's been a tough season you know you had no all-season program you had no otas you had no no mini camps you had no training camp really it was two weeks and the chances to you know improve or get better were all in season you pretty much had to, you know, get better on the fly and learn your identity, which is kind of another thing that I think is kind of an unfair judgment on Nagy because when would he have had time to install this new identity? When would he have, when would the Bears have had the practice time with the new players, with the new offensive weapons, or, you know, when would they have had time to install this new running game? Figure out who your best lineman are. It all is in season. And, pra- you know, in NFL practices, you're not going that depth, man. It's walkthrough. You're, you're, you're installing game plan week to week, you know. And, I mean, they stumbled upon something that worked against bad teams for the running game. Sam Mustafer at center, you know, Alex Bars at one guard, and Cody Whitehair at the other guard. And then you got James Daniels coming back next year. So maybe you have something there. You still got to fix your tackles. Somebody's got to play tackle, but is that it? You know what I mean? Like, is that, that the, that's the fix there for your offensive line? Are you going to be able to run the ball with David Montgomery, who, you know, gives you an amazing effort? And he showed a massive improvement from his first year with the team to the second year. I mean, the burst, the quickness, uh, you know, everything that people said about him coming out of Iowa State, you actually saw it this year. You saw the flashes. You saw that toughness, that contact balance the running through tackles the breaking the tackles the looking for extra yards one guy never brings him down you know all the cliches you can throw at them they were there and um so i say you you fix your offensive line something you gotta do something with the tackles man because i think between sam musford alex bars cody whitehair and james daniels coming back with people thinking james daniels probably the most talented out of all of them you know you might have something there you might not be that far off you know you might be able to plug in a player in the draft or sign a free agent and you might have something there as a semblance of a running game and that kind of leaves you with you know what to do with Mitch and what to do with Allen Robinson who's a free agent now you know the Bears didn't extend him Mitch is a free agent you know so technically you have Nick Foles is your only quarterback under contract officially now for your Bears and 
I think nobody in this city got a worse star deal than Nick Foles. Here comes this guy, gets signed. He, first of all, sent last year in Jacksonville, gets hurt in the beginning of the year, first game of the year, spends most of his season on the bench hurt, replaced by, you know, Gardner Minshew and Minshew Mania and comes back in later in the season after Minshew struggles and he struggles again you know so what did he play maybe three or four games last year and then comes to the Bears signed as you know the new quarterback they trade for him give up a fourth round pick give him a contract two years and then has no offseason has no time with his with any of his wide receivers. They were actually with Mitch having those good old illegal COVID workouts over the summer. So you let him kind of just sit. Nick Foles kind of just sat all offseason and, you know, really didn't have any time to get any rhythm or any timing or anything with his offense. I'm sure he's familiar with the playbook from Philadelphia, but the Bears, Matt Nagy running this offense is completely different. And he spent a little bit of time in Kansas City, but Andy Reid's the head coach. This Matt Nagy offense is completely different. He just threw it all at Nick. And Nick's out there. He looks great coming in in Atlanta. You know, he's the savior. He throws three touchdowns in a quarter. And then the rest is just hit or miss. And those misses were terrible. Let me tell you, uh, Nick Foles looked terrible at times. Look, he made reads that Mitch wouldn't make, but at the same time, he has no mobility whatsoever. He's a statue in the pocket. He is truly the quintessential pocket passer because he's going nowhere. Any pressure, it is over for him. But the guy definitely knows how to read a defense. The guy definitely knows where to go with the ball if, you know, his ability doesn't always let him get the ball where it needs to go. I think with a, an entire offseason, with OTAs, with training camp, maybe, maybe Nick gets a little better. You know what I mean? Maybe that that he's not as bad as he looked this year. So you would go into the season what? You know, do you re-sign Mitch? Is Mitch your guy? I mean, me personally, I've seen enough of Mitch. I was convinced in 2018 and he backed into the Pro Bowl that Mitch wasn't the guy. Actually, uh, let's take that back. 2017 when they drafted Mitch, that's when I was convinced he wasn't the guy. You don't you don't draft a guy in the number two with just 12 starts in college, a guy who couldn't beat out, a guy who didn't even make it into the NFL. North Carolina, the hotbed of, you know, NFL talent. But we won't go there. That's, that's a later pod, maybe, and we'll just leave that for later. But right now, it's about the future of the Bears, and Mitch is like that first key part of it. Do you re-sign Mitch? You know, are you bringing back Nagy? Does Pace get to pick another quarterback? Does he get to do another draft? And if, if you're the Bears, if you're ownership, if you're Ted Phillips or George McCaskey, do you let, do you have enough faith and are you happy enough with being 8-8 eight and, eight and being mediocre? Because defensive decline, I mean, Khalil Mack, hello, where are you? Robert Quinn, where are you? You know, Eddie Jackson, where where did you go, man? The Cal Fuller lived up to it. You know, Jalen Jalen Johnson, rookie, looked great. Got hurt, really cost him. Buster screen, Buster screen is, you know, he's okay, but, you know, he gets beat a lot in big games against, you know, real offenses. He was often the guy that, you know, was scapegoated. We'll see where this goes because I don't think you can rely on your Bears defense carrying you anymore. So it's either you have to pick a direction. That direction is all on offense right now. It's all on offense. Do you, do you like, invest a lot in that offensive line? Do you fall back and let David Montgomery? You got to draft him. A complimental back though you can't you know Ryan Nall is a great story and he's always there it feels like he's been with the Bears for 15 years but that's not it if that was going to happen if it was going to happen and Ryan Nall is going to have this, this break monster career or breakout it would have happened already that's just not there you can't go to him on a key third and third and two out of the shotgun in a playoff game that can't be your option and you don't really have another option 
other than a wide receiver who you turned into a running back all year. And we can talk about the Cordell Patterson on offense thing, but I'd just rather just leave it alone. And Tariq Cohen, who was hurt all year and we forgot about real easy. Just tell you something if we forgot about Tariq so much. Tariq had a breakout year. 2018, he's this gadget player. He's, man, he's tough. So tough. But it's like the league caught on to how we were using him, and he was a key. And the same thing happened with Patterson. One thing I will say about Matt Nagy offenses is that he uses players as keys, and defenses read that, and defenses know exactly where the ball is going based on the personnel on the field. So he's got to get out of that. He's definitely got to get out of that habit, maybe having a more versatile set of players on the field. I don't know, but he's definitely got to get out of that habit. Are you bringing Nagy back? Do you believe in his offense? Do you actually believe that with the right quarterback, and we're not talking about Foles, we're not talking about Mitch, but with the right quarterback that he chooses, handpicked with an offseason, an actual offseason, an actual training camp, does he get to draft a quarterback? Do you trust Nagy or do you trust Pace to draft a quarterback? I, I tend to like Nagy a lot more in this regard. I trust his eye. Well, he was a part of the, the structure that drafted Pat Mahomes in Kansas City. So maybe hopefully some of that rubbed off on him. Because, I mean, you can't tell me that anything this season showed you that Mitch is his guy. Because, I mean, Mag Nagy couldn't wait to get Foles in there. And Foles was definitely not ready, but he still got Mitch out of there. There's a lot of questions with this team, and we, we just have to wait and see what, what management thinks of it. We have to just wait and react, you know? I don't I don't think they'll whack anybody tomorrow, but you never know. Losing in the playoffs, you lose 21-9, to and it really wasn't that close. And you look undisciplined. You make foolish penalties. You, you lose your cool Anthony Miller looking at you, man, and I root for you so much because I think you get a bad rap and you were a scapegoat for offensive problems but man you you gotta keep your head in this game man you know it's playoffs dude and you know that you know 22 on the saints has a history and he gets under player skin and he is that he's, he's dennis rodman on the football field man he's just that irritant he's that itch cream dude he's just he's the dude he's gonna get under your skin he's gonna cause you to react and he's gonna act like he's gonna walk away with his hands up and then you're stuck but it's, it's frustrating bears fan you just you want to see you want to see a direction, and I think I understand why people still hold on to this Mitch hope. Bill Trubisky, that he's the franchise quarterback, he's just young, he didn't start a lot in college, and you know, you see flashes, you do see definitely, he, that touchdown pass that was dropped was a beautiful ball. Put it right there, and that's been one of his big knocks, that he couldn't throw a deep ball. He put, he did throw two nice deep passes in this game, and he's been showing it every now and then you know every week or two he'll make three or four passes a game and you're like man i didn't think mitch could do that and you, you got to get him credit you know for all intents purposes he seems like a nice person seems like he works hard seems like he wants to be great but i mean we can't keep hanging on one or two great passes and then the rest being my quarterback can't read from the pocket you know like that's if if i told you you could draft a player and he's, you know, he's a decent athlete. He's fast, straight line. Let's let's keep it real here. This whole Mitch is a great athlete, Mitch is a great scrambler thing, that's not true. If you actually watch Mitch, Mitch is fast if he runs in a straight line. But if you ask Mitch to make jukes or spin moves or any kind of lateral movement, there's nothing there. There is absolutely no, He is a quarterback, okay? He's a quarterback that can happen to, you know, run fast in a straight line. And he doesn't make great decisions in that regard. He's a quarterback who can't win from the pocket. He can't make second and third reads 
consistently and he can't put the ball where it needs to be all game long you put him up against Aaron Rodgers you put him up against Pat Mahomes put him up against Deshaun Watson put him up against Russell Wilson you put him up against all these guys and what are you looking at you know Josh Allen Josh Allen Baker Mayfield showed so much more downfield throw and everybody says you know make him Kirk Cousins make him Ryan Tannehill but Ryan Tannehill makes some great throws but he's home now that team there's a limit. There's a ceiling on that team. And you also don't have Derrick Henry here. And, you know, Kirk Cousins, yeah, that defense isn't what it used to be in Minnesota. And you got Dalvin Cook there, too. So you got great running backs. You had great wide receivers. You still had uh, Thielen there. And you got Jefferson there now as a rookie who's great. But they have better weapons. They have better systems. I just don't see it. I really don't see I don't see any way you make Mitch your quarterback long term. I just don't. I don't see how you how you commit, uh, you know, if there's really literally nothing out there, then I guess you sign him to a one-year contract and let him prove it. But I mean, I honestly hate the fact that we spend so much time in every game that the Bears play as a referendum on me every throw he makes, every read he makes, every every good play, every bad play is is this larger statement and we get caught up on Mitch and we don't think about the Bears as a whole we don't think about the structure we don't think about everything everything is Mitch and it's been this way since we drafted him and it's been four years of this pretty much it's everything about Mitch we draft we hired Matt Nagy because Matt Nagy was supposed to be the guy that could bring everything out of Mitch and then all the coaches that we've hired all the offensive staff we've hired have been coaches former former quarterback coaches former offensive coordinators, guys who played the position, everybody's been to help Mitch. And four years, he's developed into an average NFL quarterback, a guy who would be your backup in an ideal situation. You trust Mitch to get you through a couple games. As your long-term answer, it's just, it's impossible. I don't see that happening. At least in my opinion, we'll find out. That's all we can do now is sit here and wait and see exactly what the Bears are going to do this offseason. I know what I would do. I know Pace would be gone. I know you gotta, you gotta, you need another guy there, man. You cannot let him do another draft. His draft, his misses are misses. I know I'll give him Roquan Smith. I'll give him Cody Whitehair, maybe James Daniels. Eddie Jackson, but Eddie Jackson's disappeared. Anybody could have traded for Khalil Mack if he was available. Missing uh, Mitch in that draft and Kevin White. And I mean, it's it's been bad. He drafted Anthony Miller. You want to call, you know, you, you call and blame Anthony Miller for all these things. That's, that's Pace's guy. That's a Pace draft pick. And his roster doesn't have much depth. And there is nothing there on that offense that you feel like, man, you know, they're going in the right direction other than the running game, maybe. So what do you do? Is Pace the guy? No, I don't think he is. Is Nagy the guy? I, you know, part of me really holds out hope that with the right quarterback that Nagy's offense could be special and that it could work. Maybe it's me watching Kansas City and what they do. Maybe, you know, I got Pat Mahomes problems. With the right quarterback, I think Nagy's offense works, man. I think he creates a culture, but at the same time, in this playoff game, what was the problem? Dumb plays, dumb penalties, clock management poor, players not um being disciplined, and that's all on the head coach, punting. When it's seven minutes left and you're down two scores, you just gave up. Crazy things happen in the playoffs. Ask the Minnesota Vikings. Ask the Saints who you're playing. Crazy things happen in the playoffs. It, it's he gets conservative when you want him to go for it, and he goes for it when you when he needs to be safe. I don't know, man. What are we doing this off season? That's pretty much it. We're gonna wrap it up there. Uh, wait and hopefully we'll find out a lot more tomorrow. We'll find out a lot more in the coming weeks, and uh, we'll be here. I'll uh, be podcasting a little bit more now. This is going to be my show. It's uh, 
kind of a lifelong dream. I've always wanted a microphone in my, in my hand and my thought, get my thoughts out there. 2021 might as well be the year, right? 2020 taught us anything. It's, you know, go for it, you know, and live, try to live out dreams, try to try to make it happen. And so I'm gonna put this microphone in my face. I'm gonna get out these thoughts. You can, you can not like my takes. You can hate my takes. You can love my takes, you know, but they're gonna be my takes. And I'm going to get them out there all year long. And we're just going to see where this thing goes. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We'll see how we go, man. Thank you very much. All right. Bye.